Warning, the podcast Under the Stairs is not safe for work. We'll feature movie spoilers and language which most listeners may find offensive. Brought to you in conjunction with Legion Podcast Network. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 129. I'm your host Duncan McLeish and welcome to the show. Episode 129 is our second instalment of Listener Choice December. Last week, last Monday, we dropped the first instalment which was myself and the fantastic Andy Blockley discussing your dream double bill of the howling an American werewolf in London and this week uh, we are following a grand old tradition three years running um, I asked for a Christmas horror movie to discuss on this show and you guys picked the movie and I bring back the same guest from the previous two years who is the fantastic Ryan Lewis from Grave Chef Radio you guys chose for this episode a Christmas horror story so Ryan and myself will be discussing that movie coming up but before we get into that allow me just to say a couple of words here thank you very much for all the feedback we got from that double bill episode Uh, it meant a lot i'm glad that you guys chose those movies and i felt that the conversation with myself and blockley was a ton of fun but we only have a few episodes left in december before the podcast under the stairs takes its annual break over the festive period. So what is there left to discuss in this 2017 bracket? Well, let me spell it out. So we are in a position right now that we have one more listener choice episode to drop. It's an episode with The Baz and we're going to be discussing a little movie called Fright Night. You guys chose it, so we will be discussing it. And that one is coming next week we also have a christmas horror commentary episode to do which lands usually on christmas eve i've already got my guests sorted for that one and we've already picked the movie so i'm looking forward to getting that one out on christmas eve for you guys to sit down and enjoy while you wrap your presents and get yourself ready for santa coming down the chimney you can uh, watch and listen to the nonsense unfold in the background we also have the listener reviews for Challenge Teapot Movie Club, December 2017. That episode will drop uh, probably just before the commentary comes out and we're going to cover that one as well. So make sure you follow the advice of that episode when it dropped uh, and you get your submissions in super quick so we can put out that show as well. And that's it. That's the end of podcast Under the Stairs for 2017. So Christmas Eve will be the episode that drops and then there won't be a new episode till possibly the second week in January. So 
by my reckoning that's like a whole two and a bit weeks off for podcasts under the stairs very much looking forward to that so just keep that in the back of your head we are imminent on the the annual Christmas leave for the show and uh, yeah enjoy the rest of the content as and when it drops for 2017 Right, with that in mind, I'm going to take my first break of the show. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear a little bit of music. um, And you're going to hear the trailer for A Christmas Horror Story. When I return, myself and my guest Ryan Lewis are going to be discussing that movie. We're going to be doing it right after this. Want to learn more about horror directors? With a lighthearted look at three of their movies? Meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots, and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. Discover horror films that are classics, and others too. There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried prostitute. But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher. One of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style, and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me. The Trilogy of Terror podcast, where we try three times harder to give you the willies. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life. Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All. Sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation. We have Italian horror. We have zombies. We have slashers. We have crime films. We have spaghetti westerns. We even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! as needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Where someone to rely on me 
But the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you gave it away. Gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I give it to someone special. special. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you gave it away. Christmas. Christmas. The most magical time of year. Now tell me we will find the perfect Christmas tree. It's Christmas. Christmas is all about forgiveness and family and tradition. Santa, lots of kids are depending on tonight going off without a hit. But in Bailey Downs this Christmas, it's different. Exactly one year ago, last Christmas Eve, the school was the scene of an unimaginable crime. You still want to go down there just for some stupid school assignment? I get through any door in the school. This is Krampus, right? What's a Krampus? He's like an anti-Santa Claus. A demon who punishes the naughty. He whips them and chains them up, stuff like that. That's fun. It's the elves. I fear they may all become infected. How did it all come to this? down here, and there's a psychopath on all these. Bring the changeling back to the forest. That ain't your son. Did you not see what he did? The atmosphere here in Bailey Downs is truly grim this holiday season. Welcome back. So here we are. It's movie review time. This is the second uh, instalment of our listener choice December. But this one means a little bit more to me and my guests because this has become an annual tradition on the podcast Under the Stairs. Every year, this will be the third year um, in a row, we uh, ask for you guys out there to choose a Christmas horror movie. And uh, myself and this guest sit down and discuss it. And I'm just going to say, when I look back over the history of this particular run of uh, of shows, I look at year one, which was Black Christmas. What a fucking awesome movie that is. Th then I look at last year and Elves, uh, which 
<laughs> yeah, you know, uh, fucking elves, man. Honestly, um, and this year, I was I was pleasantly surprised because I genuinely thought people were going down one particular road, and you you curveballed me, you motherfuckers. Uh, the the movie that won out is a small kind of quasi anthology, so to speak, uh, called A Christmas Horror Story. But let me introduce my guest first before we go into talking about that he is ah what what can i say about this guy sexiest voice sexiest human is what i would say people people concentrate too much on the voice and not about the man behind the voice i tell you right now this motherfucker is hot stuff he is the mastermind behind graveshift radio which put an episode first episode in about a year and a bit um, out on Halloween, I joined him and uh, is gearing up to return with that show at full force early 2018. It is the fantastic Ryan Lewis. How you doing, Ryan? That is the best intro I've ever gotten <laughs> in the history of the fucking world. I mean, every word. Uh, every word. Uh, uh, hold on, I'm just, I'm basking. I'm enjoying that. <laughs> oh thank you for having me on again i love this tradition we have and i just want to send a uh, special thank you for not following down the fucking road of elves (laughs) and just letting it get worse and worse every year because by the end of it i might make year five and then kill myself Yeah, I, I was thinking about it, uh, because last year, even though we suffered through it, that's a bad movie, even though we suffered through it, it it's, it, at least you can laugh at it, at least you can laugh at how fucking terrible that movie is, but we came off the back of the previous year talking about Black Christmas, which is a movie that we, we both myself and yourself, I know for a fact, both genuinely love that movie, we think it's a fucking great movie, it's a great movie to watch this time of year, that when, you know, it landed on a, a Christmas horror story, a movie which I saw the year it came out, I was like, alright, I can do this, I can do this, but I got like super excited today when in our conversations on um, Facebook, it, it kind of it kind of felt like this might have been the first time you were watching this movie. Is that right? Absolute first time watching oh, this one. Yes, and I'm not to uh, give a little bit too much away, but after I watched it, I instantaneously bought this film <laughs> <laughs> because, man, that's fun. Yeah, I, I sent you a message back saying. Uh, yeah, this is the name of the movie. Oh, by the way, it's got the chat. Um, and I know that me and you have a lot of time for the chat. Uh, we spoke about uh, Kingdom of Spiders on Graveshift and, <laughs> yep. and uh, just lauded so much praise over that fucking weird Canadian bastard and his, uh, his ability to... I don't know what it is. You can put Shatner on anything and it just feels like, yeah, this is the logical choice. Shatner was born to play this role. Absolutely. He just, he captivates me and I have no idea why. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even place it. I mean, if you look at him, he's not a fantastic actor. It could be the fact that he is the face of Michael Myers. I don't know, (laughs) but there's something about him when I stare at that man pausing to say a sentence. Um, It it just gets me uh, all tingly inside. Two things come out of any viewing of... um... A Christmas horror story when it comes to the chat. Uh, the first thing that comes out is if William Shatner decided tomorrow that he wanted to put out a podcast, I would fucking download that motherfucker in like two seconds and it would be my favourite podcast ever made. Um, and oh, that's, <laughs> and that's the second thing is 
from now on, people need to ply that man with drink and give him a microphone. <laughs> I don't know if he was if he was playing drunk. It was amazing. I get the feeling that he'd maybe had one or two. Uh, dude, it, it to me, you know, I find myself being able to spot, you know, fake alcohol. Like, okay, that's iced tea in that bottle. That looked right, the perfect amount of color in that <laughs> bottle. I think he was getting fucking. His crazy. eyes had a, a particular glaze about them that comes around from uh, being on set all day and and having one or two sherry's to keep you merry. Um, so <laughs> just, there, was a, there was a glow about him, a glow of alcohol, which made me happy. Uh, so yeah, this is a Christmas horror story released in 2015, uh, directed by I think it was three directors. Uh, involved with this project because like I say this is an anthology of sorts uh, so it's Grant Harvey, Stephen Hoban and Brett Sullivan the movie stars William Shatner as the greatest name ever Dangerous Dan fucking hell, love it uh, George Buzza um, we've got Rob Archer Zoe D. Grand Mazion <laughs> okay uh, Alex Ozerov um, Shannon Cook Amy Forsyth, Jess Clark uh, Michelle Nolden, Adrian Holmes, loads of folk because this is stacked, as you would imagine, it is, a, it is an anthology of sorts. Um, synopsis for this one interwoven stories that take place on Christmas Eve, as told by one festive radio host. A family brings home more than a Christmas tree. A student documentary becomes a living nightmare. A Christmas spirit terrorizes and Santa slays evil so yeah this is this is one of these kind of grand tradition things when it comes to to anthologies you get certain anthologies which are lots of different stories with a linking segment that links them together and then you get other anthologies which are basically a series of stories set at the same time in the same place all interwoven a christmas horror story doesn't just run story to story to story you get segments of each parts of the story as it goes along jumping from scene to scene which might sound distracting but I actually think it feels very fresh um, now Ryan, you had never seen this movie before, I was following your uh, messenger messages back to me um, and they were a ton of fun, I was I was giggling away when I was reading them, mm-hmm. uh, I think the best way to review a movie like this is just to do each story kind of individually as a whole um, and then we'll come back and talk right. about the chat uh, Probably, we'll talk about the chat where it pertains to the Santa Claus story. Um, right. But let's let, let's get into this and let's talk about this a bit more. So, yeah, so there are there are a few stories here. There's four in total. Um, so let's focus on the one that involves the police officer uh, taking his family to chop down a Christmas tree and um, mm, yes. the events that happen around with. Because that one kind of has a happy ending of sorts the rest don't really <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely and and this story it's in a way out of all the stories it is the one it's the one that got me the uh-huh. most while i was watching it i'll only say it had the biggest effect on me the idea of losing your child and it being replaced by a change <laughs> That is some scary shit. Because I, you have, you have a oh, child yes. yourself. I, I have three, and there's times they are quite unruly. 
But if I took my kid home, right, and he stabbed my hand with a fork because I was trying to pull his spaghetti away, I drop kicked that fucking kid right across the room. <laughs> but not only that happens, we, we have the mother going to sleep and basically getting fondled up. And I don't know if uh, doing a little more under the covers with oh, it. Oh, yeah, it did seem that way. Oh my god, dude! Ooh, that that it it just made my fucking skin crawl. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> there's a there's a child's hand that comes out to fondle a breast, and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> and before that happens, she's heavy breathing, like there's something going on underneath those she covers right her. there. She... Oh my god. <laughs> it's like easy. I think I think what's really cool about it is it's super simple it's this idea that you know you go out somewhere and your kid you lose sight of your kid for just a couple of minutes and you think everything's okay and then you start to get this sneaky suspicion that maybe things aren't quite right the kid isn't reacting in the way he generally should but then again he was lost in the woods so maybe he's a bit traumatized we'll we'll see how this goes and it escalates from there and what i love about it is it's like from an audience point of view we know something's fucking wrong right but at the same time we're also skeptical because you know it's a horror anthology so maybe we're being forced to think that something is a bit amiss here and maybe everything's okay and it's just the parents that are overreacting because the parents are dealing with some shit um, that the dad has um, previously uh, the follow uh, the previous year investigated this killing at a high school which links into another story we're going to talk about um, and he wasn't there he's been a bit absent you get the impression that this family is really being held together with with a uh, <laughs> with a, a piece of sellotape it's you know it's, it's it's not it's not a solid family environment they're trying to make it go but their dad's got a temper pressures of being he's got a yeah nasty he's got a temper it looks like uh he might have developed a bit of a drinking problem uh-huh. with dealing with this whole scenario so you know it is just uncomfortability in that house that you could tell at the same time that this father is trying yeah he's trying his best to reconnect with his family and you know the wife obviously isn't fully there yet because she doesn't want him to touch her and the kid you know very well in that circumstance could be distant so it makes you second guess it for a minute yeah i I think that's i think that's you know i I think that works it really kind of builds up but then when we start to realise that the kids, you know, the kid, like you said earlier on, stabs the father with a fork, um, and it just starts to escalate a bit more, and then we get this call from a man in the woods who basically says to them, listen, what you brought back is not your child, it's it's a changeling, and then we start to get, we, we get these kind of, a, a split story with the dad trying to salvage Christmas, so to speak, in the only way he can, which is this kind of flawed uh, like you say, alcoholic, sort of stressed out father way of trying to piece together the last semblance of Christmas that he can for his family. And this mother who is, you know, online finding out everything she can about these changes because she's convinced there's something wrong with her child. Um, and then it kind of builds up to, you know, the the mother didn't really heed the the husband's warning that, you know, something's going on with this kid and as a result, 
you know, the, the dad dies in a, a rather gruesome way. <laughs> he's fucking... Yeah, horribly. His hand's way. fucking chopped off. And he's uh, he's decorated with twinkly lights um, at the side of a tree. Uh, and then she obviously, she grabs the child, tries to take him back to the woods. And I forgot, because like, like I say, I've seen this the last two years at Christmas. And in my memory, none of the stories... And, and a Christmas horror story actually had a happy ending or a happy-ish mm. ending. I thought they all ended pretty, if memory served, they all ended like badly. And she uh, she brings the kid back, well, the changeling back, and this guy's like that, well, uh, your kid's still out there somewhere. Sorry, don't know where it is. And she's like, what do you mean? I did what you asked. And he's like, well, no, I've got to keep my eyes on these little fuckers because they get out there and they cause some mischief and, and all the rest. And... Um, there's a, a slight disagreement. It ends up with this guy being shot. And the mother begging. And you, uh, this is where I think the, the, the kind of... This is where the hook works for me. Because she's a great actress. And I, you get that. It's difficult if you are a parent not to get that pang of the sort of parental um, emotions kicking a little bit of just give her back her child, please, for oh, the absolutely. love of God. Absolutely. And... Um, in my head, she didn't get him back, but uh, clearly I was wrong um, because she does. The the changeling sends about. So there is a happy ending. Yeah, which I was absolutely surprised that that was actually going to happen. I mean, this guy that calls her made it a point to say that he keeps them in line because he knows how to hurt yes. them. And the, fa- it, the look that that changeling gives when she shoots him down on mistake, and it, it just like rises slowly and looks at her like, you're fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was waiting for some absolute evisceration to happen, and then it ended like that. And, you know, obviously it happened because out of all the times in True, right before she took him there, she beat him with a baseball bat. But before that, she was protecting this thing, wouldn't let the father come after him, you know, wouldn't let him get spanked or anything yeah. like that without flipping out and jumping in the way. So I guess it was like a kind of like a thank you in a way yeah. or developed some kind of emotional attachment to her for protecting it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, yeah, that, that was completely, completely surprising to me. I, I actually loved it. I wanted her to get that child back. I was the same. I was the same. And all the other stories, I kind of really want horrible things to happen. But in this one, you know, I'm like you. I'm like, if, if we're going to have one happy ending out of all the stories in here, I'm glad it landed on this one. And I'm saying happy ending. She got her child back. Her husband has still been murdered. So let's, <laughs> right. let's put things into perspective here. She did get her child back, yes, but she has killed a man and a creature has killed her husband. And, you know, let's let's think rationally. She's going to go home. Obviously, she's going to have to call the police. Police are going to come. How are they going to explain this death? And, oh, we're going to dust him for prints. Oh, shit, the kid's fingerprints are all over his wrist yeah. and everything else. <laughs> so the kid could be taken away for murder. We don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe this is <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> so so that's, the, that's the first story. Let's talk about the next kind of logical one from from my point of view. Which is the student documentary. Now, this one to me is the weakest out the the lot, but I, I still think it's pretty cool. Um, it's it's kind of like a so so basically we find out during this whole movie that the previous year some students died in their school. Uh, it was done in an almost kind of ritualistic sort of way. 
um, and their bodies have been found. And we follow these students who have decided that they, one year on, are going to do this documentary into what basically happened and the legacy surrounding it. Um, our, our cop from the first story we talked about, he had been investigating the crime the previous year, so that's the link in between that. And um, Shat uh, mentions that a few times, a few times on his radio show that the, the you know the town is trying to move forward from the horrible events that happened in the previous year. So what we basically get is these three uh, students who um, are you know they sneak their way into the school when they're not supposed to on the anniversary of the murder just like you're not supposed to uh, and, right. and start filming this documentary. And um, it, it's safe to say that things don't go according to plan here, Ryan. No, no, they certainly do not. No. Um, <laughs> so what what we have here is, I, to me, this one kind of feels, when I say it's not the best, it just, it's... It's solid. It just it's not remarkable like the other stories in here. It kind of follows a similar pattern to if you've watched any of these. It kind of felt more found footage, even though it's shot kind of it's shot conventionally as a, as a movie, but it had that kind of almost grave encounters sort of vibe of you know we're in this place we're not supposed to be in. This is a documentary, um, right? So, right. This one. This one has a very slow build to it when it comes down to it and it actually i think out of all the stories benefited the most out of being part of this anthology and not done the trick-or-treat way when it just did one complete story in the next it intermingled little bits yeah. throughout so it became one giant cohesive story happening at the same time yes. with all these different characters and and if that one just played straight i i feel by the end of it, I would have been pretty fucking bored. I'm the same. I think you, I think you're spot on. I think what what you get is you get these small snippets that because the kids aren't particularly likable. Um, the story itself is, you know, it does take if you if you were to play this as a short movie, let's say it's like 15 minutes long in total. Really, the the events that start to kind of bring you in wouldn't happen till about the 12 minute mark. So you're just mm. watching kind of banal teenage. He said, "He said, she said, bullshit, sort of stuff." Um, and and right, that's that's kind right. of how it feels. There's there's two guys and a girl. Um, at some point, the the girl gets possessed by, you know, the spirit which is causing these things, and then she starts to manipulate the boys using her feminine wiles. I'll leave that to your imagination. What that means, mm-hmm. listeners. I I won't. She keeps throwing her vagina at people. <laughs> she, she literally throws her. She takes her vagina off and throws it at them. <laughs> it's <this cute. laughs> please, please catch my vagina as I throw it at you. Um, <laughs> so, um, and um, yeah, it builds, there's not a lot to talk about in this one. To be honest, it, it predictably predictably ends the way you know it's gonna um, this girl gets possessed these guys die in exactly the same way and are staged in exactly the same way as the previous deaths and um, yeah as a the only thing that's really fascinating is the reason why that this is happening is just finding out that this is the spirit of of a girl that was having a baby and ended up dying in childbirth yes. we'll say yes with and the, so she died and the baby died so she wants to possess a female to to fuck some other some guy to 
have a baby. Yes. And uh, I don't know if she was putting the spirit of the baby inside the stomach. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I could guess maybe that's happening because she kind of reaches towards her stomach. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Before she lets her loose. So maybe that's happening or maybe she's just like, uh, that doesn't make sense. But <laughs> She um, hasn't thought it through, Ryan. She hasn't, <laughs> she hasn't thought it through. You know, like, I'm just happy to give somebody else a child by force. Um, so that might be it. But uh, all in all, I don't think it was a bad segment. But to me, it, it just felt that segment itself, I would, I think, um, suited better to be some kind of like 10 minute thing on youtube yes we'll say i would agree with that a hundred percent i think it's i think it's it's all right and it pads out some of the scenes and it does link in the mythology so to speak of the previous year's crimes links into some of the other things they're talking about but it's not it's not you know like a main stage sort of story like the next one we're gonna talk about mm. so the next one we're gonna talk about is funnily enough this movie came out the same year as krampus and um, it's very, very, very fucking similar to Krampus. Um, like, scarily similar. Obviously, they're both based off the same mythology, but, yeah, you get the feeling that maybe someone heard something, and I'm not accusing either side, but maybe someone heard something and uh, decided that this is what they were going to shove in this movie. Um, so we have this family driving to visit an aunt. Um, they are slightly dysfunctional in that the dad is all chirpy optimistic positive they're going to reconnect with some family it's going to be great and if everyone in the family could just behave for a little while um, then everything will go great you have a, a son who is fairly despondent obviously intelligent who a son whose name happens to be fucking <laughs> Duncan and he's a fucking asshole <laughs> And he deserves to fucking die. Yeah, I did see a lot of myself in this kid. Uh, uh, well, well, I certainly hope not. Okay, yeah, knocking over the statue is one thing, but finding out that he's killing the house pets, that's Yeah, another. he's future serial killer like material here. The, the daughter is the kind of classic teenage daughter, really, to be honest with you. She tolerates her family to an extent but they ultimately embarrass her um, she, she kind of loves her mobile phone and you know she's there but not there and then this kind of the, the trophy wife so to speak so she's really only interested uh, in the, the life that she has because it is uh, the facade of it is what's really interesting she ultimately thinks her marriage is kind of falling apart and while she loves her kids she at the same time is not a stern hand with any of them she kind of just lets them do what they want and they're all in this car they arrive at this aunt's house and she is kind of old-fashioned german uh, women once again like shades of krampus here the the michael dorative movie um who is you know in the room and the, the, the little boy's being a dick he's he's fumbling around with a krampus figurine or ornament and she, she basically tells him, don't do that. Meanwhile, the daughter is uh, a bit of a, a tea leaf, as they would say in, uh, in London. He's a bit of a thief. Uh, she uh, she puts some stuff in her pocket that she's not supposed to. And then this weird German guy appears when the, the kid starts playing with the, the toy again. He's like, sure, I'm not to play with the toy. And I was like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? Um, and this little Duncan prick, what does he do, Ryan? What, what, what does he do when he's told not to play with the ornament? 
he just fucking takes his hand and slides the fucking thing off the table to smash on the fucking ground and he looks at him and smiles. What a fucking twat. There's, there are umpteen videos online of, like, of cats that do that with, you know, things yeah, just like fucking yeah. boom, off, the, off a man. Which is why I say cats, no matter how much I like them, they're secretly evil. Yes. And uh, <laughs> this kid was obviously secretly evil as well. The, the dad disappears with the aunt. They come back um, and she realizes that, you know, he's broke this this uh, ornament and that overreacts is it safe to say she basically says get out of my house now I'm not well to entertain you anymore and um, so they leave they drive away and somewhere on the journey home something runs out in front of the car causing them to spin off and then throughout the, the jump back scenes we see them kind of trundling through the uh, the, the kind of snow and the, and the woods and um, they slowly one by one start getting picked off by none other than the Krampus um, who is, yeah uh, he, uh, he goes right for Duncan first um, and, uh, as you should <laughs> Duncan vanishes and we, we, yeah, not to be seen again Ryan I will say one thing though. I have I was really glad to see that Krampus in this was just some dude in a fucking suit. That made me so happy. Yeah. I couldn't even express it. If it was digital, I was gonna fucking scream. <laughs> but it was just some dude it it looks like he was done by uh that special effects show. Yeah. And uh <laughs> what is I don't even remember the name of that show, but you know what I'm talking I did, about. Did you? <laughs> And, uh, it, it, you know, it was just some big guy lumbering around with horns on his head, and that just made me really pleased. Yeah, he is, obviously, a, a, quite a tall guy as well. And, yeah, they've, they've done him up to be quite... Conv- I think I really like this representation of this kind of almost beefcake sort of WWE wrestler-style Krampus. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, like, ripped to fuck. And... Um, yeah, so he starts picking them off one by one, takes out the dad, and then we start to realise that maybe this family, even though we didn't think they were great, maybe they're a little bit worse than we actually mm. thought. We find that the daughter is essentially a kleptomaniac. She steals things all over the place because she's got a compulsion to do it. The dad is actually a con man. This this great venture that he's been getting people to invest in doesn't actually exist and he is conning people at money purely to pay off the debt of the last con um, the, the aunt was not interested but you know he's two seconds away from being cast into prison and um, like you said we find out that Duncan uh, my namesake uh, is not only a little bastard that likes to break things uh, but he's also been killing and torturing animals that's not going to sit well uh, and as a result Krampus has been summoned so Krampus really occupies like if you know anything about he comes after people that are bad essentially he's the anti Santa almost anti Santa and um, yeah because this family is so dysfunctional and so bad and so wicked um, they, they have they have almost summoned him because of this and yeah, they, they all get picked off one by one, apart from the daughter who manages to uh, get back up to the aunt's house where Krampus comes after it. She impales him using this giant spike right through his neck and then burns him alive. And out of all the people, 
that this could have been. It turns out this was, uh, I think his name was Gerhardt. Yeah, the the crazy German guy that came up just talking out of nowhere. Yeah, so yeah. like you know, he would have got away with it too, Ryan, if it hadn't been for those mess, fucking pesky kids and their meddling dog. Yeah, um, fucking dog. Total Scooby-Doo. Uh, but I kind of love it. Um, so she gets back into the house and we we very quickly find out that the, the old aunt knew about this all along. She said that, you know, if someone is angry and non-festive, so to speak, Krampus can take control of them and punish the wicked. And she's like, well, right. wait a second. You knew this was going to happen. You sent us outside. Not only did you lock the door, but you put a fucking giant cross on the front door. Um, so you knew this was going to happen. And she's like, oh, no, child. It is not like this. <laughs> uh, which is, uh, sorry to any German listeners we have. Uh, I don't think we have any, but apologies anyway for my terrible accent. Um, and she's like, you know, you don't like, don't get angry and, you know, all the rest. And she deliberately gets angry to very much like get her be possessed by Krampus. And uh, we can only assume dies uh, the, the aunt dies at the hands of yeah. her niece which I kind of kind of yeah. love this one I think this one's a lot of fun this one is extreme fun yeah. it is the second most fun one I will say <laughs> but yeah it's 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 a beautiful ending to that part I I I didn't see it coming but at the same time uh, when it did happen I was like oh my god that's absolutely logical that is the way it should be right there so yeah very creative very cool little story i'm glad it's in this yeah definitely and throughout this one this is the last one we're going to talk about but i think it's safe to say this is our favorite mm, yes <laughs> for yes for so many reasons this is <laughs> so many fucking this reasons. is this is the goofiest that this whole movie gets but at the same time it is so goofy that when the twist comes when the reveal comes at the end of this one, it is almost jaw-dropping and how fucking dark it is. And it's that way where you're just like, yeah, I've never seen anything like this before. Well done, A Christmas Horror Story. Let me salute you and buy you a drink. <laughs> I, I was... I was so excited for what I was coming into when this segment came up and we have a fucking elf look at a too hot Mrs. Santa Claus and say, and say I don't want a cookie, you reindeer fucking snow whore. <laughs> <laughs> that is like probably the greatest sentence I've ever heard in a movie ever. <laughs> And, uh, and so at that point, dude, I'm just oh my god, anything could happen because you just caught her a fucking snowball. <laughs> so basically, the the movie starts and finishes with um, clips of of Santa, a very wounded, bloody Santa, um, out beside the reindeers, uh, and something is coming after him. Something is banging on the door, and then we fill the story in between. So Shatner. Um, or as we're calling him here, Dangerous Dan, is at the radio station. And um, we're building up to it, very much like Halloween 3, we're building up to this great event that's happening at the mall, this, this special giveaway that's happening. Um, and we find out very quickly that what what's going to be happening here is that the radio station itself is going to be involved with this, you know, playing of Santa, so to speak, and the weatherman, uh, played by George Buzzer, um, as, as he's a guy that's been sent out. And of course, Shatner's over the top. He loves Christmas. He loves Jesus. It's Jesus' birthday. He loved Jesus before he became a hippie. 
grew the beard and the long hair. <laughs> just like Shat is on point here. Dude, he's on fire in this. Fucking movie. love it. Everything he's saying, I want. This is amazing. Um, and he's 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 built himself up. He is getting ready to get the party kicked off. He has a carton of eggnog and various different spirits um, of the Christmas variety beside him, which he is he's making things a bit festive, a bit Irish. Um, yes, and, and like I stated, they live with the right color, so I think he was really fucking drinking. Booze. I get the feeling they probably was as well, which makes this even fucking better. Um, the weatherman is not as festive. In fact, when Shatner tries to to kind of get a quote for him for the radio station, he refuses to talk and holds up a sign that says "Fuck Christmas." Um, but he's gonna he's gonna be going out there, and as the movie kind of continues on. Uh, in the in the real world, quote unquote real world, uh, we have Shatner talking about this this mall giveaway, and then eventually it kind of twists to a story that involves something bad that's happening at the mall. Cut to what else we're seeing. Santa is uh, is trying to get things ready. One of his elves is not well. Uh, like like Ryan said, go and give me that quote again. What does he call Mrs. Claus? <laughs> a reindeer fucking snow whore yeah yeah he, he calls he calls her that he calls her that and he he then dies and we have this kind of elves can't die thing in Santa's like well I, yeah they can't die and it turns out they they are infected with something which is bringing them back as a kind of demonic zombie elves. Yeah, they're zombies, man. They are zombies that could talk. So it's like Return of the Living Dead <laughs> happening with zombies with extremely foul-mouthed little elves. Yeah, oh, they're, they're so fucking foul-mouthed. It's kind of amazing. And so Santa decides that he's going to have to put them down. So he gets his his staff, sharpens that some bitch up, and then we get a glorious orgy of gore. Um, which continues on as Santa decapitates, impales, um, scalps. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's fucking amazing. He just goes room to room, killing all these elves who are stabbing him in the foot, who are clawing at his back, who are attacking him all the way through. Um, And ultimately this leads to, to Santa finding Mrs. Claus, who unfortunately is also infected. It's a bit of a shame, so he has to put his wife down. And why was his wife's, you know, such a hot Mrs. Santa Claus? <laughs> she you know really, I mean? really was, by the way. I'm used to her being old and kind of tubby like Santa Claus the movie, but in this, you know, you know, Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, allow me to empty my sack for you. Um, <laughs> do you want to check my Christmas baubles? Um, you can jingle my bells. Uh, right, I'm stopping yes, myself yes. here. I'm, I'm sure there could be like 14 more of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, only 14, right? Um, <laughs> no, you know, I'm tired. I've been working a lot. So, uh, yeah, so ultimately this, this kind of orgy of violence ends up with a head-to-head showdown, WWE style, but with martial arts of Krampus versus Santa. And it's fucking great. It is amazing. This fight, I found myself sitting up in my couch with this huge smile on my face, watching this thing right after I got out of work, saying, this is the greatest thing ever. Of course. Like, you're sitting there watching it going, there needs to be a feature-length movie which has Santa, with martial arts, taken on Krampus. 
Which is what I thought this whole film was going to be, yeah. frankly. <laughs> you know, you just look at the cover and there's Santa with this goddamn trident basically fighting Krampus. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> it comes right at the very end. And it's not a particularly long sequence, but it is very gratifying. And meanwhile, the chat is talking about a hostage situation at the mall. Um, and telling everyone to stay inside, don't go near the mall. Uh, they're getting some weird stories coming out there. The police have locked it down. And um, just as Santa has bested Krampus and is about to bury a hatchet in his head, um, we hear a, a non-Krampus voice beg for its life. And then we... And call him, what's his name? Oh, what did he say, call him? what's the weatherman's name? Uh, fucking... Yeah, of course I got. I gotta ask the sh- the question that slows the show down. But yeah, yeah, he says this dude's name, and he's like, "Who's that?" Yeah. Santa says that, and you find <laughs> out amazingly that he is the fucking weatherman. <laughs> he's the fuck Christmas guy that said fuck Christmas, <laughs> and he's running around absolutely delusional. Seeing elves that are zombified, and he's really killing all these people <laughs> in the mall. Oh my god! There's a scene in this movie earlier on where Santa comes out an elevator, and there's a lot of dead elves, and we cut to what that right. actually is, which is a lot of dead people. <laughs> right, and that was my problem when I was originally watching all those scenes in the North Pole. I said, what the fuck does Santa Claus have an elevator here for? Yep. What is that all about? Yep. And then, boom, it makes perfect fucking sense. That was like a hint. And it, to me, I, it, to me, it was like a stupid movie moment, but no. He's in the mall killing people. Yeah, there's, when, just before he kills Mrs. Claus, he, he walks along a, a, like a like a corridor and if you look very carefully the corridor has like a lot of home goods it's like pillows and and blankets and stuff like that and he's walking past you don't pay attention to it but on a second watch every room that he's in is basically rooms in a mall um they don't do too much to like i i i think it's fucking brilliant um and we we basically see that he snapped he snapped um and of course shatner talks about how they've teased him uh, in, a, in a previous scene that this guy's you know actually very well educated and you but they tease him because he's the weather guy uh, and he's been forced to do these demeaning things like play santa and he just he just snaps and he decides to take everyone out and just as he is still in between the delusion and um in, in real life he decides that he is going to kill krampus who is this poor job worker uh the police put him down with several slugs to the chest um it's dark as fuck. It's such a dark end, and I fucking love it. And then you see, after they shoot him, he drops down to his knees, and in his head, he is still in the reindeer's barn. Yeah. He's he's gotten shot down. You so see, you just see the lights coming at him, and him collapsing to the ground. So he died in that delusion that he was Santa Claus killing these crazy elves that were sent by Krampus. <laughs> it's fucking great. Was <laughs> absolutely amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I purposely did not watch this film because it came out around Krampus. When Krampus came, Krampus came out. I really dug that movie, and then 
this came out, I was like, oh, this is another one of those cash-ins things, you know, because every time a movie comes out and it becomes popular, suddenly they have 15 different versions of it made by these inferior companies. And this was completely different and just had this completely overall feeling to it that completely took me by surprise. And out of all of them, this is the darkest darkest fucking ending you could possibly think of yeah as as great i i i think like i say you need that you need that goofiness i think for the ending to have the payoff that it does it needs to be so over the top and fun that when the that dark bit comes in you go holy i never saw this even remotely coming i, I think it's fantastic the movie itself finishes with the uh, with <laughs> some outtakes of the chat which are just fucking great. He is pretending to talk to someone on the phone, and I get the feeling that they were just like, like we've got him in. Clearly, we've got him for one day. Shit uh, with a shot, uh, which is going to be the name of my new podcast if I can ever get like <laughs> shooting the shot. Uh, which shooting the fucking shot. Which is just me talking about stories, uh, made up stories about times I spent with William Shatner. Um, you know, just like coming up with scenarios, shooting the shit. Uh, but yeah, he just goes on. He's just talking about. He's just talking nonsense, and I kind of love it because he's like clearly he's in acting mode. He's pretending to talk to someone on the phone, but he's fully in character uh, and also full of alcohol. Um, and yeah, that's that's how the movie finishes. Ryan, it, it sounds like if I were to be so bold. Uh, and make an assumption here. Sounds like you had a good time with this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, I had an absolute blast with this movie. I, I thank you, listeners, <laughs> for for suggesting that you wanted us to do this film. When it actually, when it was chosen, I was like, oh my god, that movie! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch it, but I am so pleasantly surprised. This has literally become a film that I know for a fact. I'm gonna watch every Christmas time. Yep, this is uh, it was it's been watched the last two by me, and it would have been watched regardless if anyone had selected it. Oh, I just love it. I just love it. Like I said, I rented it on uh, Amazon so I could watch the thing because it only cost me three bucks. And then after that fucking happened, I was like, oh my god, I gotta have this thing, and then spend another like, eight bucks to buy it. <laughs> you know, it is it is a complete surprise to me. It is an extremely well-crafted film, which I didn't expect. All the actors in this thing, all of them, are pretty damn yeah, good. I would agree. It, you know, some outlandish shit is happening, but everybody in it is very believable. They co they connect all the stories perfectly in every way. It's just extremely well done. You know, I I I. I've never been more happy to be completely mistaken of what to expect from a film. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I can't agree enough. I think it's, it's just, it's got its heart in the right place. I think it, it knows exactly what it's trying to do, and it, what, what made it so refreshing was it came out like we said about the same time as. In fact, this one actually predates because Krampus came out for Christmas, and this one came out like a couple of months before. Um, oh, really? So this one came out in October and Krampus came out in December, but Krampus was obviously made well in advance of its release 
Uh, and I get I get the feeling that Christmas horror story was probably made closer to its release, uh, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I just think we got those two movies in the same year, and this to me was the beginning of, like, the start of right. We can start doing some, um, we can start doing some of these horror movies again at Christmas that you used to get, uh, and that's kind of trundled right through. There's a real I, one that I I think is like really impressive which is better watch out which is out this year um i think it's like i think it's a really really good movie which is also very playful but at the same time has a twist in it like has a couple of twists in it that are quite dark and very sinister um in the best possible way that we're getting all these things that are coming back now which i think is cool you better watch out. That's what yeah, it's called. Better no, watch I out. Seen that yeah, it's as as we're tracking down, my friend. Um, like I say, you think you know where it's going, and then it takes a nice twist, and then yeah, I was ple- pleasantly surprised by how that one went. Um, so yeah, so we're 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 getting them. There, you know, there are movies out there which are Christmas themed uh, in the horror category, which are are starting to to get a bit more entertaining, a bit more fun. Like they used to in the eighties, um, we're, we're kind of heading back that way, and, and I think that's I think movies like this are are great things to shove on in the background once your your kids are away to bed uh, after watching Elf for like the hundredth million time. Um, it's good to sit down and watch a little bit of Christmas horror story. So yeah, I, I'm glad that you dug it, Ryan. I need to ask you a question though. You know what that question is? We do grades over here that are based on old school Netflix grades. One is hated it, two is didn't like it, three is liked it, four is really liked it, and five is loved it. You can put point fives in there. Where would you come down with a Christmas horror story? Oh, like like I said, it's it's got so many elements of this thing that I really enjoyed. And true, it has a little slow point for me on one of the stories, but how it's constructed and how it's all put together and interwoven it even makes the slow part seem like it's not slow at all and makes it seem more interesting because you're waiting to see what happens with every single story so all in all this film i absolutely adored this film so this is for me it's a fun yeah i'm the same as you i i think i have a the, the beauty of those netflix grades is it just it comes down to how you feel you know what how it makes you feel and I fucking love it. It's it's so entertaining and it's so much fun. And like you said, it's very unusual to get even its worst story here is a bit pedestrian, but it's still well acted, well crafted, and in it, itself has you know a kind of darkness about it, but you know fun as well behind it. It's the acting through all the stories is great. I love the fact that they all they all are set in the same town on the same night and they all twist in. I love the fact that Shatner is that if you're ever gonna link a series of stories, Shatner does it. You know, that that instantly gives you a five. Um and yeah, that <laughs> twist right at the end. Man, I fucking love that twist. I think that to, to me that reveal, that grand reveal of what's actually going on with the, the Santa Krampus thing is a fucking stroke of genius. So yeah, it's a it's a five for me. There's no way it couldn't be a five. Uh, five. Right oh, on. Love it, man. Right, Ryan. Uh, like I said in your introduction, uh, you do a show. It's called Graveshift Radio. It recently returned. Um, it is gearing itself up for a very, 
I was going to say ambitious, but ambitious does a disservice to, to how awesome the, the, the pool of movies is going to be looking at in 2018. How can people check out that show? You can find Grave Shift Radio on Legion Podcast Network or just looking uh, up Grave Shift Radio on, uh, what is it now, Apple Podcasts? That's the one. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate that shit. <laughs> uh, so look us up on iTunes. It is a fantastic show if you like crude humor and movie reviews with myself and Duncan and all the other hosts. And... It's just a good time that, you know, I'm pretty sure that if you enjoyed this, you'd enjoy it. Yeah, of course. Of course, that's a, that is a given. Well, thank you very much, Ryan, for making this the third year in a row we've done a Christmas horror movie for our listeners that they've chosen. Hopefully next year they don't follow the pattern because Black Christmas, really, really good. Elves, entertaining, but dumb as a bag of fucking rocks uh, Christmas <laughs> Horror Story really really good I'm kind of hoping that year 4 is also a really good horror movie and not another shite one uh, yeah I'll put I'll put it this way when it comes to me and Duncan us us just working together be it on this show or on Grave Shift I feel it is always the most entertaining when it's a film that we're gonna love yes, yes. It, it just becomes enjoyable and then we get to jerk off all over ourselves <laughs> about a film it's my favorite bit. <laughs> and right, right, and true. You know, making fun of a movie is fun, but you know, really loving a movie is even better. Yeah, you can't put a pre- you can't put a price or a fucking a, a score on on really loving a movie and getting a chance to talk about how much you love it. So hopefully, hopefully you will all remember that in a year's time. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, would you like to say goodbye to my listeners, please? All right, listeners, thank you again. I appreciate it, and um, bring on year four, because I can't wait to come back. Hell fucking yes. Right, I'm going to take my last break of this episode. You're going to hear um, my closing out little theme song track thing, and I'm going to return to close it out, and I'm going to do it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been episode 129. It was Listener Choice December with your choice of Christmas horror movie to cover for myself and Ryan Lewis. We looked at A Christmas Horror Story. We fucking loved that movie. So thank you very much for everyone that voted for it. And thank you very much to Ryan Lewis for coming on the show. Make sure you keep your eyes and your ears ready for 2018 for the return of Grave Shift Radio. Now, we have one more episode left for the listener choice selections. As myself and the Baz coming up next week to discuss a little movie called Fright Night. You may have heard it before. You may have heard me talk about it in my In Reverence series of shows. But you ain't never heard the Baz talk about it because the Baz has never seen it until next week when we talk about the fucking movie. So I'm very much looking forward to that. There's a multitude of ways to support the podcast under the stairs. The prominent way, the way that we always direct you to is Apple Podcast. Please subscribe to our feed. Um, that way you get episodes as and when they drop, as well as access to the entire back catalogue of T-Putt's content on Apple Podcast. Please leave us a rating and a review. 
the ratings are super important. If it was five stars, for example, the more of them we get, the higher up the iTunes charts were pushed. But reviews are just as important. They tell people why they should check out the show. So leave us some reviews as well. It takes seconds to do, doesn't cost you anything, means the world to us, and it's the best way to support our efforts. Also, you can check out the show on Stitcher Smart Radio. You can check us out on SoundCloud, TuneIn and Google Play. Visit our website, tputzcast.com. Visit our Facebook group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. Interact with the Baz and our twin prongs of social media sexiness on Twitter and Instagram. Both of them can be followed and interacted with by using at tputzcast. Right. I am out here, ladies and gents. Thank you very much for checking out this show. We are mere sleeps away from Santa coming, so get yourself ready, because we got one more Listener Choice episode to drop before Christmas. It's the Baz and myself discussing Friday. In one week's time, set in the calendars, trust me, you do not want to miss this review. But until then, please take care of yourselves wherever you are, whatever the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs. And I'm signing off. Yeah, you don't know, say what? Skin draining the area, blood, yeah? Yeah, you don't know, right. yeah. Yeah, we're coming with this Christmas vibe for this tune, yeah? Check yeah. this one, black. Yeah. Not everybody knows say that it's Christmas time. Drink up your liquor and make way on time. Rudolph and Santa bringing presents tonight. Drop down the chimney out of everyone's sight. Sound it up on the vibe, them a lick. We got the party rocking to the season music. Christmas, rocking in the atmosphere. Christmas, everybody rock about here. Come, yeah, bring the Christmas tree. The season starts right here. Time to have fun with all the pain of problems. Let's be done. Get in the The contents. I see that it's bulging with enough, enough presents. Mary, Karen, and the girl called Sue. If you've been good, there's a present for you. But don't forget the one born in the manger. He said to show love to every stranger. This is the time where hatred it must done. Forget all the crap. Come rock everyone, come. Yeah, bring the Christmas tree. The season starts right here. Time to have fun with all the pain of problems. Let's be done. Get in the
one another. And what, you know what? You know what, blood? Don't be drinking and driving, you know? Yeah. Merry Christmas from us. Man.